Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! Um, before I share my title for today, I just wanted to share, um, just want to start something light. Um, how many of you here have, have heard of this place called Seven Sisters? Anyone? Yep. How many of you have, have, have hiked that place before, have, have gone to that place before? Um, maybe XTV can just show on the screen what Seven Sisters is. I hope that you can see uh, at the back. So Seven Sisters is basically this cliff uh, by, by the coast. Uh, and why it's called Seven Sisters? It's because there, there are seven hills. Um, there's also a lot of mythical stories behind it, but um, you get what I mean. So there's a lot of different hills along the way. Um, I myself have been there twice. If you've never been there, uh, I really encourage you to give it a try. It's, it's actually quite fun. Uh, it's, quite, uh, it, it's, it's also quite a good journey uh, of hiking, and it takes about like six hours, five to six hours uh, to hike. So it's a, it's a nice day trip uh, for uh, if you are interested. But why am I sharing this? Uh, I'm not sharing this to just promote Seven Sisters. Uh, but, you know, even as I was climbing, uh, during my first time climbing Seven Sisters, uh, as I was hiking halfway, I was like, oh my gosh, there's still so many more hills that I need to go up and down, up and down. And how many of you here also feel like life is like that for you? You know, you feel like I'm going, after mount- going through mountains after mountains. I've climbed one mountain. I still have so many more mountains to go, right? And, you know, life can be tough. No life can throw challenges your way. Uh, and even as you're going through your lowest moments, even as you feel like the mountains before you is just endless, I just want to let you know that there is still hope. I know I believe God wants to encourage all of us today, and I believe God has already been speaking through uh, our time at worship, our time worshiping God uh, just now that God is still good. God, uh, there's still hope in the Lord, even though you're going through what you may think as the worst moments of your life. And uh, before, um, yeah, before I give the title, let us read. Uh, would you turn with me to 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 1 to 8. If you have your Bibles, uh, feel free to turn to that portion of Scripture. Uh, but if you don't have any, your Bibles, um, XTV will also uh, flash the Scripture behind me. So if you're there, uh, can I hear a yes? Yes, okay, everyone is still turning there, great. Um, so, let's read 1 Samuel chapter 31 to 8, uh, verse 1. Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag, attacked Ziklag and burned it with fire, and had taken captive the women and those who were there from small to great. They did not kill anyone, but carried them away and went their way. So David and his men came to the city, and there it was, burned with fire. And their wives, their sons, and their daughters had been taken captive. Verse 4, Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives, Ahinoam the Jezreelites and Abigail the widow of Nabal the Carmelite, had been taken captive. Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. 
Then David said to Abiathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, Please bring the effort here to me. And Abiathar brought the effort to David. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, you shall surely overtake them, and without fail, recover all. Amen. Uh, God bless the reading of His Word. And I really want us to focus on, you know, what David went through. And just to give a little bit of context, um, David, before this happened, you know, David has so much success. Uh, if you know the story of David, uh, when he was younger, he was anointed to be king. You know, he killed Goliath, you know, a, a warrior that is so much stronger, a giant compared to him. And he was, he, he, he gained favor from the king of Israel at that time, King Saul. And he became captain over uh, the army. And David was so popular that King Saul felt jealous of David. And because of jealousy, Saul wanted to kill David. And because of that, David had to flee. David had to run away to survive for his life. Uh, he had to escape Israel, and he went to the land of one of their enemies, the Philistines. And this happened when David and his men, they came back from a battlefield, and their loved ones were kidnapped were kidnapped by another enemy, the Amalekites. Um, and what's worse, even his own men talk about wanting to stone him. They were so grieved. You could see that even in, in one of the verse that they had no more power to weep. Amen? And we can see here that David probably had one of the, most, one of the worst moments in his life. From a series of favour and success through a series of troubles, challenges, and, and, and just fear for his life. Amen. And I wonder how many of us can also feel like this. You know, you may be going through, uh, you, maybe you felt like you've lived your best life. You're going through things that are, you know, things are going well for you. But then you find yourself hitting rock bottom. Amen. And I, I just want to encourage, because I believe God wants to encourage all of us today. And this year, um, our theme for this year is heaven rules. So even in our hardest moments, the truth is God still reigns. God is still in control. And we want to learn from the life of David how to strengthen ourselves in the Lord, just like what David did. So if you're taking down notes, the title for my message for today is The Lord Will Be Your Strength. Amen. Amen. Just now I was talking about how David had so, many, so much success, but then he just fell rock bottom. And I wonder how many of us also feel, felt that, feel that way. You know, you, may, you felt that maybe, for example, you finished your studies, uh, you've graduated, and you know, praise God, your family came to celebrate one of the best moments of your life. But then shortly after, then came the mountain called unemployment. There came the mountain called rejections. There came the mountains called peer pressure seeing all your other friends getting a job. And, and because of that, you start to question, do I have what it takes? Do I have what it takes to overcome my challenges? And no matter how many times we find ourselves thrown into the pit, God wants to encourage us that He is still near. He is never far away. He's always close. And uh, from David, we want to learn what are the practical ways we can, we can strengthen ourselves in the Lord. Amen. And even if, you're not, even if you're not at a low moment right now, praise God. But I also, I also pray and hope that this will help you 
to prepare for the challenges to come. Because the truth is, life is going, life is going to throw you challenges uh, sooner or later. I'm not prophesying anything over you, but I'm just saying that's the reality in life. We are going to go through mountains, but it is how we respond to the challenges that matters. Amen? So, uh, that brings me to my first point. What do we need to do to strengthen ourselves in the Lord? And the first point uh, is remember. We got to remember. What should we remember? Let's look at David, how, how, how David respond to uh, such a huge challenge. He went to the Lord. And I believe David remembered how good God has been. Amen? Would you turn with me to Psalms chapter 103, verse 1 to 5? And we could see even how David viewed God in the songs that he wrote. So let's turn to Psalms 103, verse 1 to 5. Here we go. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Can we see how good God has been? God has been so good. And, and David remembered that. Just fun fact, the word remember in, in the Bible, in various Hebrews and Greek forms, it actually occurs over 250 times in the Bible. And that shows how important it is for us to remember. Why should we remember? Because the thing is, how many of us can, we all forget about things. We all can be forgetful about different things. And even God knows that we are very forgetful. You know, how many, when was the last time you remember God, how good God has been? Amen. And He knows that it's so easy to, for us to forget. That's why His words, His word kept reminding us to remember. Right? So if you feel like you're a failure in your studies, remember that God is still good. Amen? If you feel like, if you keep facing setbacks after setbacks, God is still good. It doesn't mean that God is evil towards you. God is always good. God is not the architect of your suffering. It was never in God's will to, 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 to afflict you. Or even if you go through challenges, if you feel like you've been far away. How many of us have felt that way? Sometimes we go through so, so many low moments. We, we fail, we go through setbacks, and we feel like we're so far away from God. And because of that, we think that God is also far away from us. But that is so much further from the truth because God is always near. God is always near. So let's turn, let's turn to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 13. What does it say about God? 2 Timothy 2, 13 says, Even if we are faithless, God is faithful. Is God faithless? No, God is faithful and He cannot deny Himself. That faithfulness is in God's nature. Goodness is in God's nature. God is loving, God is kind, and God has good plans for you. But the question is, do we recognize that? Do we remember how good God has been? And even if you tell me, Sam, you know, I, I know that you're telling me that God is good, but I can't remember the last time God has been good to me. Can I encourage you that 
even if you don't remember all the times that God has been good to you, there is at least one thing that we can remember, and that's the most important thing that we shouldn't forget, and that is the cross. How good God has been to us through the cross. And what does the cross mean? The cross means that Jesus, God came, God showed His love, His immense love for us, even though we do not deserve it, in the person of Jesus, right? And Jesus came to earth, He took all our guilt, all our sin, our shame, our weaknesses, and He put it all onto Himself so that we don't have to, so that we are not, we are no longer viewed as sinful. We are, that because our identity is no longer defined by our past. Because of Jesus, our identity, our circumstances will not define how much God loves us, will not dictate how much God loves us because we are already loved by God. Amen? Because of Jesus, we are a ch- you are a child of God. Amen? There's a reason why Jesus instructed us uh, to partake in this act or this practice called the Holy Communion. So just, let me just explain what the Holy Communion is. Holy Communion is just a symbolic act for us to remember what Jesus has done for us. And would you turn with me to, um, sorry, remind me here, First Corinthians. Does anyone remember where it is? <laughs> I forgot to put it in my notes. Anyone? First Corinthians, where we, you know, we do, we, we partake the Holy Communion all together. First Corinthians 11, chapter 24. All right. Thank you, Pastor. <laughs> all right. Let's read. Uh, I'm not sure if I, I don't think I gave uh, XTV this, but uh, thank you. All right. So it says, Jesus, after Jesus, when Jesus had given thanks, He broke the bread, He broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Right? In the same manner, He also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Why does Jesus remind us to remember, remind us to, to take the Holy Communion to remember? Because um, it is because of what Jesus has done. His body was broken down on the cross when He was nailed on the cross to die for our sins. His blood was shed so that he, His blood will wash you clean from your sins. And what Jesus has done means that your past will not determine how much God loves you. It means that even though you're going through a suffering in your life, Jesus has also gone through a greater suffering um, from, than us, which means that we can always have hope because Jesus has also overcome the grave. We can also have hope in Jesus. So maybe we should actually cultivate a habit of, of, of partaking the Holy Communion. You know, it's not something that we, all, we, we need to only do on Sundays. You can also do it in your, even alone, you know, by yourself. Um, make it a habit. Cultivate a habit of remembering Jesus by partaking in the Holy Communion and start a habit of remembering God's goodness over your life, how much God has loved you. If you feel far away, know that God still loves you. Because if you can't make the effort to remember Jesus when you're going through a good time, what makes you think you'll do the same when you go through a mountain? What makes you think that you, go, you, you, will, you will turn to Jesus when you remember Jesus first when you are facing the worst moment in your life? Amen? So, let's remember the cross. Let's remember Jesus. 
the cross, again, signifies that Jesus has already overcome the world. Would you turn with me to John chapter 16, verse 33? Jesus also encouraged us that even as we go through suffering, we can still hope in Him. It says, he says, These things I've spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. If you feel like you cannot overcome your situation, don't worry. Trust in Jesus. Remember Jesus because He has already overcome the world. So, how do I apply? Just for example, maybe you've been holding on to offense, and I'm not condemning anyone. We've all been there. You know, we may be holding on to offense. And sometimes people say hurtful things to us. We may be holding on to that offense, and that sometimes can lead to just bitterness and unforgiveness, or maybe even distrust towards other people. But what does the cross remind us? The cross reminds us that we have all been forgiven, that God loves us and we have already been forgiven. So therefore, we can always look to Jesus to, to, to teach us and to help us to learn to forgive others as well. Amen? Because God loves... God. Okay, the, 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 the truth is God also loves the people who has offended you. So would you love Him? Would you love them as well? So that's my first point for today. Let us remember God. Let's remember that God is always good. Let's remember Jesus, what He has done for us on the cross. Amen? All good, everyone? Yeah. And as we, as we remember God, as we remember His goodness, that allows us to refocus on Him. And that's, uh, that brings me to my second point, which is to refocus. Amen? Refocus. You know, let's look at... Um, 1 Samuel again, when David and his men went through that situation, what does these men say? These men say that they wanted to stone him. They talked about stoning him. Talk about betrayal, you know. David and his men who were loyal to him, they actually left Israel together with him. But because of what happened to their families, they wanted to stone David. They even talk about stoning David. And I wonder how David would feel when he heard that. Amen. You know, words can really affect us. You know, how do you feel when, have you ever been to a, in a situation where people say something to you that really hurt you, that really discouraged you? Or maybe you hear something on the news that really uh, uh, made you worry. You hear about maybe like people say that um, it's so hard to find a job right now. Maybe in this career, it's so hard to find a job and that made you worry. You know, but how did David respond, right? David responded by going to God. David did not focus on, David could have focused on, on, on the discouragement, the distrust, the betrayal, but yet David uh, turned his focus to God. He refocused to God. He turned to God for help. Amen? So, the question is, do we do the same? Do we turn to God? So, would you turn with me to Psalms chapter 18, verse 6? And if you read the whole of Psalms 18, uh, it is a psalm that David wrote. Uh, uh, it's something that David sang, said to God when he was, he was uh, facing threats from the enemy, even from King Saul himself. But he also sang this in praise to God. But what does verse 6 say? He say, David said, In my distress, I call upon the Lord, right? And cry out to my God. And he heard my voice from his temple. And my cry came before him, even to his ears. So that, that was David's response. So can I encourage you, when you are facing a mountain, let's, would you bring your pain, 
Would you bring your frustration? Would you bring even your complaints to God? Let God be the first person that you go to. But many times, we can be so quick to um, go to our friends. We can be so quick to uh, even rent it out on social media. We can be so quick to, 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 to just complain and, 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 and I, I don't know, maybe I don't want to say this, but maybe you just, you're just so angry at someone who has been so discouraging to you. I wrote here, maybe you've been trying your best to be a friend to someone, but you can't help but feel like you've been taken for granted. Maybe you've been serving so faithfully, but you feel like you're not appreciated. Different things can affect us, but, but don't, don't let that prevent you from going to God first. You know, Jesus, Jesus kept encouraging us that He is the answer, that we can always go to Him. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30, um, Jesus said, come to me, right? Jesus is so specific. He said, come to me. Don't go to anyone else, but come to me, right? Don't, you who are weary and heavy laden. If you're tired, if you're brokenhearted, if you're sad, if you're angry, if you, are, if you are just so bitter, if you are just, you can't really manage it, come to me, Jesus said, and I will give you rest right? Jesus did not say, I can give you rest. I may give you rest. I will give you rest, right? And what, does he, what did Jesus say later on? Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. God is not pushing you away, friends. You know, when you go through when we go through tough times, even myself included, sometimes we can feel like, like we've, we've disappointed God. We feel like we, 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 felt, we feel like we are far away from God, but, but God is constantly calling us to, to say, hey, remember me? Hey, come to me. Bring your pain, bring your grievances, bring your distress to me. Amen. And it's okay. It's okay to go to God brokenhearted. You don't have to have it all together. You don't, have to, you don't have to say, God, okay, my life is all going well. Therefore, I can come to you. You know, God is not that kind of God. God is so loving that even in Psalms chapter 34, verse 18, God says that the Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as have contrite spirit. I'll read from uh, another translation. It says, God is close to those who are brokenhearted and crushed in spirit. You know, you know if, even if you feel like you've fallen into the bottom, to the most bottom pit, I don't know how to describe that, but that doesn't stop God from loving you. Amen? So stop pushing God away. A lot of times we, 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 we try to push God away because... Because even in our tiredness, in our stress, maybe we feel like we're too afraid to approach God. We're too afraid to hear what God has to say. But God is saying, don't push me away. And maybe, I, I feel like this is something that God wants to say to maybe some of you here today. Stop pushing me away because I love you, says the Lord, and I have good plans for you. So stop pushing me away. Amen. If you're feeling tired, it's okay to say to God, I'm so tired. Right? It's okay to say to God that I'm so weak. It's okay to say to God that, God, I, I feel like giving up. There's nothing wrong with that. There's no condemnation in that. 
Because God is our ultimate comforter. He wants us to cry out to Him so that He can comfort us, right? If you're struggling with unforgiveness, share it to the Lord, right? Don't share it to people first. Many times you want to share it to other people, but when was the last time you actually shared it to God first? When was the last time you actually go to God first before you, before you uh, process it together with other people? Nothing wrong with that, but can we also practice, can we also cultivate a habit of going to God first? Because God has the best answer. You know, our friends, our family, they, have, they can have the best intention, but God knows best. Amen? Get honest with God, right? If you want God to be honest with you, you've got to be honest with God. You've got to get real with God. And if your words are used against you, then draw near to His Word. His words are not against you. His words are always for you. And sometimes we feel like, God, even though God's words are for us, we feel like it hurts some still, right? We, we feel like, God, I know you're telling this to me, but, but I don't like it. But God says it. God said His word. God encouraged you. God sometimes even uh, instructs you because He has His best intentions for you. Amen? So, yeah, don't lean on our own understanding. Don't trust on our own understanding, but trust in God's goodness. And the reason, again, the reason we don't want to bring it to God, if we are being honest, sometimes we are just too afraid or sometimes we are just too proud to hear from what God has to say. We think that we know best. We think that we know, we, we, we have what it takes. But the truth is, even I myself, I, I realize that I need God every second of the day. I need God every moment of the day. And that's why it's good to always pair it up with the first point. If you feel like you're too afraid, to go to God, if you feel like, um, I don't know what will God say, know that God is always good. First of all, it's always good to remember, again, remember the first point, remember. Remember that God is good and He has good intentions for you. Amen? So when you go to God, know that God is good. Know that God is always calling you to come to Him. And that's how you can also strengthen yourself when you go through trials. Amen? Amen? And the third thing, the third point, the third thing that we got to do if you want to draw strength from the Lord is that we need a recharge. The, the third point is recharge. Let's look at David again. David chose to bring his problems to God. And it's amazing how even after one verse, after one but, he was decisive on what to do next, right? He, he, he knew that God is the one that he needs to go to. And then what happens after that? He just asked God, God, should I go and overtake the army? I, when I read this, I was like, the army has already taken all your families. They have destroyed your town. Can you even overtake? Because they are already way ahead of you. But God says, go. You know, David had that strength. After inquiring, after going to God, he was recharged to do what God told him to do. And that's, the, and that's what we all need as well. As believers, you, you, may be, you may not want to admit it, but we all need a recharge, Right? I'm sure everyone here has a phone and a phone always needs a recharge, right? Every day. If a phone needs a recharge, what more us? We all need a spiritual recharge from the Lord. Amen. So, it's so important for us to always go back to the right source. Just like how the phone needs to go back to the right source, you need to have the right power, you need to have the right charger. To charge your phone, we got to go back to the right source to recharge us and that is Jesus. That is God. He is our creator 
And because we are His creation, we, need, we, we can fully be recharged by the Lord. Amen? So make it a daily habit to be recharged by God. So how can we be recharged by God? Um, even as we see from David's life, we can see from the Psalms, the songs that he wrote, he had a daily and he had a regular recharge with the Lord, whether it's through, and even if you read the Psalms, sometimes David just praise God. You know, sometimes David just share his complaints to God. David shared his, his frustrations. He even shared his frustration on how he has been betrayed, how he has been attacked. But yet, David always went to, the God, went, to, went to the Lord. And that's so important for us as well because we need to also have, a, we also need to cultivate a habit of spending time with the Lord. And, and we can also see this example from Jesus. Jesus is also the ultimate example of always going to God uh, to be recharged, to be refreshed. You know, Jesus, when He was on His time on earth, um, He was a very busy person. He, he, he preached, He shared, He healed people, he, he, he made time for His disciples, for the lost, but He also made time to be alone, to be with God, and to be recharged. And if Jesus, can, Jesus had to do that, what more us? You know, we cannot survive without being recharged by God on a daily basis. Amen. So, my question is this. How have you been spending your time with the Lord? Have we been, have we been uh, actively and spending time with Him to be recharged? And it can be different for, for different ones. You know, I'm not saying that you need to spend so many times, uh, this amount of time a day to do that, but, but what does being recharged mean for you? What, what does being recharged mean for you? Maybe it means to just... Spend more time, be quiet, tune out from all the distractions of um, maybe social media, your work, um, spending time with people. All that is good, but have we actually also made time for the Lord, right? Being recharged by God also means to spend more time reading His Word. Spend more time reading Scripture because God also speaks through His Word. When we get, we, why, how do we get recharged? When we go to the Lord, God also speaks, just like how David went to God. God, shall I do this? Shall I do that? God then said. God then spoke. So similar to us, we need more of God's Word. We need God to guide us so that we can also be recharged. Amen. A lot of times we can, we can have the excuse, we can give this excuse of saying, you know, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. But God, God knows all that we need. He has already given us enough time. The question is, do we make time for Him? God has given all His attention on you, constantly calling us to draw near to Him. But a lot of times we just shut ourselves out from God. So, can I encourage you, friends, to always have a regular recharge with the Lord. And even if you, if you can't start with um, an hour, start with 15 minutes. Just spend some time talking to God. Start with 15 minutes and slowly that can help you to grow, to, 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 to be better. And maybe half an hour, uh, 15 minutes can, bring, can lead to half an hour. Half an hour can lead to one hour. But start somewhere. We've got to start somewhere. Right? And Speaking of, speaking of starting somewhere, don't start when you are facing a mountain. Start now. Start now. If you can't even spend time with the Lord when things are good, what makes you think that you will go to God first when, when, when life hits back at you? Right? So we got to be recharged. We got to spend time with Him. 
And, and it's good to be recharged. It's good to recharge in the Lord uh, when we are alone in our personal time. But it's also good to uh, recharge in a corporate setting. And what I mean by that is, um, is that Jesus has also instructed us to not forsake, to not give up on meeting together. Right? Jesus said in, in Matthew chapter 18, verse 20, you don't have to turn uh, to that, but Jesus said that when two or three are gathered in my name, I will be there. When Jesus is there, that's all you need. He is the answer already. When Jesus is there, He will give you the strength that you need. Um, but a lot of times we, when we go through trials, we try to shut ourselves away from God. But actually what we really need is to go to Him. And that's why we always encourage people to, uh, when you, if you're in London, you know, uh, come, come and meet in person because there's something powerful uh, in a different way. There's something powerful to, uh, when we gather together in the presence of God, when we are in, encouraged by different ones, uh, it, it recharges us in a different way. Nothing wrong with, um, but of course, it's good to be recharged personally. It's also good to be recharged when we are all gathered together, right? It's so important because Paul also said to the early Christians to not forsake the assembly of the saints. What Paul means is like, say, it, it, which, what Paul meant is don't give up meeting each other. Don't give up meeting each other in the presence of God. So that's why when we encourage, it's not to, it's not to tick a box and say like, you know, you, you've ticked a box of attending church. No, no, no. There's something powerful when we come together on a Sunday. There's something powerful when we come together in homes. There's something powerful when we come together in, in prayer service. There's always something powerful because when we, when we come together, God's presence is there first and foremost, but we also get to encourage one another uh, and, and, and cheer each other on because we're all on a different journey. We all go through trials. None of us are excluded. None of us had ha, it easy. All of us uh, uh, face difficulties. Amen? Amen? And even as I draw to a close, I just want us to also later on spend more time just to worship God. I really believe that even the songs that we sang earlier today, that God has already been speaking and saying, I am all that you need. A lot of times we've been trying to turn to things that, that, that we think that can help us. Maybe what we think is more counselling. Maybe what we think is more uh, relationships. Maybe what we think is more parties. Maybe what we think is more of our own time, but what we need is more of Jesus, right? Um, so, even as I, as I close, uh, let's turn to Romans chapter 5, verse 1 to 5. Paul says this, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith, into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character, character hope. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Can we see how good God has been? Even as we go to the first point, remember that you have already been justified by faith. Remember that you already have access to the grace of God, to the love of God through Jesus Christ. And even with, as we remember, as we go to Him, we can also go through tribulations. We can also rejoice. Just like the first song that we sang, you know, uh, we we know that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen? Uh, so, it says, we, we glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulations produces perseverance. Now, does perseverance, do we get perseverance when we only go through trials and challenges once? 
No, it's going to be on a daily basis. So let's cultivate a habit, amen, to always remember God, to always go to Him when we need help. Go to Him and constantly be recharged by Him. And as we go through tribulation, it helps us to persevere. It helps to mold our character because when we go to God, God also helps us to see life the way He sees it. God also helps us to process our thoughts, our pain, our frustration, and that molds our character. And, and as, as our character is being more, we can find hope in the Lord. And that produces hope. And hope will never disappoint. Because Jesus will never disappoint. So can I encourage us all as we always remember that God's loving grace motivates us to face hardships together. Amen. And when, when you cultivate this habit, eventually, even in suffering, our focus will, not, will no longer be on the problem our focus will be on Jesus. You know, Jesus is always the answer. So can we, even as we worship God today, I really want us to all be honest before God and say, Lord, what are the areas in my life that I need to work on? And knowing Jesus, walking together with Jesus, David had a journey of walking together with the Lord. Knowing Jesus, knowing God, and walking together with Him, it can, it, I'm not saying that it will, it will mean that life will be easy, but life will be fruitful. Life uh, with the Lord, no matter how tough it's going to be, it's going to give us hope. It's going to give us peace because God has promised us that and it will give us strength. So can I invite the worship team to um, just come? And can we all stand, church, um, and just spend some time to worship God? As I said just now, I believe God is saying that maybe you have, you have been pushing Him away for too long, trying to do things on His own. But God says, stop pushing me away. That I am all that you need. What you need is not more of what the world can give you, not more money, not more wealth but more of me, and you will see how much, I can, how much I have in store for you, God says. So even as we worship, let this be an honest cry. I also wrote here, if you, if you really want God to be real with you, to re, be, also to be real to you, even as you go through tribulations, we got to be real with God. We got to be, we got to be honest and open up our hearts and allow God to come in. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.